You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Nussbaum. On a speaking tour to explain why she is not the 45th president of the United States, Hillary Clinton said recently, I take personal responsibility. I was the candidate. I was the person who was on the ballot. I am very aware of the challenges, the problems, the shortfalls that we had. Before adding that she was on the way to winning until a combination of Jim Comey's letter on October 28th and Russian WikiLeaks raised doubts in the minds of people who were inclined to vote for me and got scared off. What Hillary Clinton didn't explain is that in the last weeks of the campaign, while Donald Trump was doing up to nine personal appearances per day across the swing states of Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, Clinton basically ignored those states. In addition, the Comey letter and the WikiLeaks, of which there's still no proof it was the Russians, were tied to her behavior regarding a private server which violated numerous State Department regulations. Today, on The Truth Report, we will examine a bit of Hillary's political history, her stunning loss to Donald Trump in November, and highlight the news that is her past. That past in which, well, shall we say, she's had trouble figuring out the truth. So let's begin with her latest announcement. In the same speech in which she blamed her election loss on FBI Director James Comey, Hillary Clinton said this, I'm now back to being an activist citizen and part of the resistance, she said in her sit-down with CNN's Christiane Anampur. At other events, she's heralded the work of small organizations that have grown in response to Trump. And she said, activism is now more important than ever, and it's working from the women's marches across the country and around the globe to helping bring down the Republicans' terrible health care bill, she said. And now we're going to have to keep it going. And the organization, Onward Together, an homage to her campaign slogan that, well, it failed, will look to identify groups that could benefit from outside funding. Clinton will act as the connector, said one source, bringing donors to these groups and helping raise money for them, too. As we know, Clinton Foundation was very good at that. So as Hillary moves forward, jumping back in to raise money as part of the resistance, as she calls it, will all of the baggage she's created by putting out various positions that have been proven false over and over again come back to haunt her? Who will believe her this time? Let's take a brief look at some of the more famous Clinton stories that have changed. First, Hillary said she was against gay marriage. She said it many, many times. Quoting her, marriage should be between a man and a woman only. Then, later, she totally changed. And she had said she had always supported it. I believe that marriage is not just a bond, but a sacred bond between a man and a woman. I have uh, not uh, supported same-sex marriage. 
I have supported civil partnerships and uh, contractual relationships. I support marriage for lesbian and gay couples. I support it personally and as a matter of policy and law. Two, Hillary said NAFTA is great. Hillary said it's the gold standard. She helped actually get it passed. Then she came out against it and denied ever supporting it. Hillary Clinton helped get NAFTA approved. She held at least five meetings to strategize about how to win congressional approval. She helped the White House block opposition from labor and environmental groups. And she was the featured speaker at a crucial meeting. Participants in that event said, quote, her remarks were totally pro-NAFTA. There was no equivocation for her support for NAFTA at the time. You know, I have been a critic of NAFTA from the very beginning. My concerns about NAFTA expressed years ago have been well uh, documented and verified. I didn't have a public position on it. I have spoken uh, consistently uh, against uh, NAFTA. And if you look at what I have been saying, it has been consistent. I have been consistent. You can go back and look at from the very beginning. I was one of the voices in the administration warning about NAFTA. You said it was good on balance for New York and America in 2004, and now you're in Ohio, and your words are much different, Senator. The record is very clear. Well, I, I, you don't have all the records because you can go back and look at what I've said consistently. Oh, I think that um, everybody is in favor of free and fair trade, and I think that uh, uh, NAFTA is proving its worth. I think on balance, NAFTA has been good for New York and America. Three, how many times did you hear Hillary say her State Department emails are almost all on the State Department server, not on her private server, which was not never authorized? She actually said up to 95% of her emails were available on the government's computers, quoting the State Department as her source for that number. But the truth is, less than 1% of her State Department emails were on the State Department server. And that is according to the State Department's exact statement after auditing her numbers. When you speak to the public, you say, I turned over everything. That's, for the most part, a direct quote. When you talk to the public, you say, I turned over everything. 90 to 95 percent of and my work-related emails were in the state system. If they wanted to that, see them, they would certainly have been able to do what? so. You that, know that is, that is maybe the tenth time you have cited that figure today. It is. And I have not heard anyone other than you ever cite that figure. Who told you that 90 to 95 percent of your emails were, on the state, were in the State Department system? Who told you that? We learned that from the State Department and their analysis of, uh, the, of the emails that were already on the system. The Inspector General report found that less than 1%, less than 1% of State Department emails, record emails, were captured. So they give a number of less than 1% and you give a number of 90%. Four. The narrative regarding her Bosnia visit in 1996 was completely invented. Remember, she landed under sniper fire and had to run to the car so she would not get shot? Hillary Clinton's attempt to tout her foreign policy experience hounded her again on the campaign trail today. I made, uh, you know, I uh, made a, a mistake in, in describing it. I she claimed she misspoke times. last week and was sleep deprived when she described landing under sniper fire in Tuzla, Bosnia, something that didn't happen. But CBS News has found several times in the past few months when Senator Clinton used the Bosnia trip to try to show her international experience. December in Iowa. You know, we landed in one of those corkscrew landings and 
ran out because they said there might be sniper fire. I don't remember anybody offering me tea on the tarmac when that was happening. Then in February. The welcoming ceremony had to be moved inside because of sniper fire. And last week. And, uh, I remember landing under sniper fire. We basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. So you actually recall you know, hearing gunfire? And were you when, we were, when we were flying into Bosnia, we came in in an uh, evasive maneuver. Um, there was no greeting ceremony and we basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. After CBS News video showed what really happened when she landed and greeted officials, Senator Clinton maintained there were risks, but explained to the Philadelphia Daily News why she was seen on the Bosnian tarmac greeting a young child if it was really so dangerous. I was also told that the greeting ceremony had been moved away from the uh, tarmac, but that there was this eight-year-old girl, and I said, well, I, have, I can't, can't rush by her. I've got to at least greet her. So I greeted her. I took her stuff and I left. Now that's my memory of it. Good to see you. Once again, her memory doesn't match our videotape. <laughs> she and her daughter Chelsea lingered on the tarmac to greet U.S. military officials, took photos. There was the group of seventh graders on the tarmac too. And then Senator Clinton walked to the armored vehicle where she did eventually duck and enter. These are just four examples of the dozens of instances where Hillary Clinton's non-truthful statements have been documented by video. There are literally hundreds of them on YouTube. Given that past, is it any wonder that there's a lack of enthusiasm within the Democrat Party for her return to the podium as a leader of the party? Stay in touch. It'll be interesting to see what develops out of her leading the resistance. We're going to follow up on it, I promise you. You can write to me directly by sending me an email to barry at americantruthproject.org and go to our website, americantruthproject.org, where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. It's free. Go do it. You can handle the truth. We intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.